Hello and welcome to Class Clown. I am China Lia with you for another episode of learning and comedy. At least that's what I hope you came to this podcast for. Those are the only two things I can promise. Learning and comedy. I cannot promise anything more than that. Please don't expect more than that. I am trying to keep my standards very, very low. Um, today on the podcast, we're talking to two teachers because I've discovered that just like in the IT episode, a lot of comedians are actually teachers. Now, it's not necessarily true for the Philippines, but elsewhere, around Southeast Asia specifically, a lot of expats are teachers. And a lot of comedians are expats vis-a-vis ergo that means a lot of comedians are teachers. Now, I know it's a little confusing because a lot of the comedians who are teachers actually are just English teachers online. And not to demean that, but I was actually more focused on teachers who work in a school environment because I was so, so enthused by the idea that a teacher, a boulder of young minds, if you will, leaves school, gets up on stage, and tells dick jokes for fun. Like that to me is, is, is hilarious, right? So I got to talking to two teachers and got to asking why, why that is. Why do teachers get into comedy? Why are there so many of them? Why is it a thing? How do they balance it out? Did it ever get them into trouble? And I get to do that with two very good friends and amazing comics, Mr. Ryan Hynek and Tammy Chen, who are joining us all the way from Hong Kong. That's right. Another international guest episode for Class Clown, all about education. Let's go. But how you guys doing tonight, guys? Hey, doing, doing well. Hey. Yeah, doing well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. us on, Chino. Thanks for having All us. All right. Yeah, thanks for making time. Thanks for it's thanks for making time tonight. Um, I just like to because I was always wondering how teachers who teach little kids end up being on stage telling jokes of a certain nature. Right. So my question for both of you, and we'll start with Ryan here, was was it a natural progression for me for you to go from being a teacher to being a stand-up comedian? Um yeah, no, I think for me it, it absolutely was. Um especially because I'm a I'm a net teacher in Hong Kong and that, that's what that is a native English teacher. All right. So part of our job is to I mean, it, it's not really in our job description, but part of our job is to be like silly with English and make like be the bigger idiot. So the students don't right. feel as bad when they're making mistakes. Um, and uh, yeah, so I used to be I mean, I'll tell you, so I used to be a journalist before this. Didn't really love it. Right. Uh, became a teacher well before I became a comedian. And I realized right away when I was teaching that I loved 
like the audience. The students were my audience, but I loved having the captive audience every week. Um, so it kind of became a natural progression to go into comedy from there. There, there is it at least for me. There's a lot of uh, crossover between teaching as a foreign teacher and being a, a stand-up comedian. Right. Okay. So when you were a journalist, this was back in Chicago, right? Yeah, um, kind of. I, I was a journalist in the Midwest um, right. okay. of the United States. So usually when you're starting out, you don't get to go to a big city like Chicago. So oh, I was okay. in pretty tiny, crappy little towns. All right. What about you, Tammy? Was it the same way for you? Like, how do you find your way from being a teacher to being a stand-up comedian? What's up? So, so how do you find your way from uh, being a teacher to being a stand-up comedian? Well, I don't know. I never really, like, thought of myself as a teacher. It was just, like, a job that I had, you know? <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> yeah, no, legit. It's, like, in, in, in a way, I don't know. I like it, like, I like it a lot more now. Um, but, yeah, uh, when I first started doing comedy, it was just kind of, like, like a gig, you know? It's kind of like uh, teaching in Asia for people who speak English fluently, you know? Right. It's almost like, it's like, in a way, it's, like, the easiest way to make, like, X amount of money, isn't it? Right? Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's what I did, and uh, yeah. But um, I started doing comedy just because, like, my friends wanted wanted to try an open mic, and then I tried it as well. And uh, I caught, like, I started using my teaching stories pretty early on because I teach like really young children, like four to six ish, you know. Right. So they're just like naturally super funny. Like they say funny stuff all the time. And, um, yeah, sometimes, like, I can just, like, repeat stuff they say to me. And it's, like, solid material, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, to Ryan's point, like, teaching, it's, like, you do, it is similar to comedy in a way, you know, you're kind of, like, you're talking to, like, a group of people. You know, you, they, uh, you're doing the one talking, and they kind of defer to you, and uh, you're cracking jokes up there, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, there's... You, Tambi, let me ask you this. Um, uh, sorry, Chino, I'm just going to say, because as a teacher, no, one of the things... To hijack the interview. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna so, hey, guys, uh, this is Ryan Heineck uh, running the... Uh, uh, <laughs> last clown, Ryan Heineck. Yeah, last there we go. Here, uh, there we go. <laughs> um, no, uh, but Tammy, would you... Like, this is what, one of the things that I notice as I teach, is that in some ways, um, I will run a lesson a lot like I'll run a set where there's sort of like a, an intro, a silly intro, kind of like oh, yeah, yeah. easy way to get you into this. Um, then there's the meat of the of the lesson. Then there's like kind of the meat of my uh, my jokes. And then there's like a big sort of like finale wrap up. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like I run my lessons like a show in so many ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I was just thinking about that earlier because like uh, there's a kid I tutor, he's like two and he really likes the Rolly Poly song, you know? And he's like asking me for it in like the middle lesson. I was like, no, nah, dog, that's my closer, you know? <laughs> my closer. My <laughs> closer, really poly dog. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, like how you have to explain to him what a closer is. <laughs> it, but there is, there is, there seems to be overlap. There does seem to be a lot yeah, of overlap. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of it is like, uh, it's like you can kind of like read or kind of ride like the wave, like the momentum in uh, how much they like pay attention to you, basically, you know? Hmm. It's like it's like the game is like, in both cases, is maintaining their attention for like X amount of time, you know? 
Like, right. yeah, you start going wrong, right? I, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like, maintain their that, and so I'm not sure that's actually the best way to teach, but it is the way I teach. Maintain their attention as long as I can, and I feel like yeah. that has made that would be success for me. Right, right, it's perfect. Okay, because I've noticed this similarity, not just with you guys, but in other parts of the world. The only place it doesn't happen where teachers become comedians is here in, in the Philippines. So everywhere else, there are teachers who do stand-up at night. So I it got me wondering if your sense of humor as comedians translates to, to when you are teaching little kids. Does that work out, or do you have to adapt completely? Do you have to suddenly pull out your clean set in front of a nine-year-old? Oh, <laughs> um, I'll, handle, I'll handle this one. Um, so first of all, I would say Joke wise, there's no overlap. Like material wise, for me, there's yeah. no overlap. Um, I will tell you this, uh, and I, I like I've, this, I've I've turned this into a bit of a bit on stage. And I, I don't know if you're going to ask about this kind of stuff, but my school principal knows that I do stand up comedy, and so he thought, oh, why don't you teach it to the students? That that ended up being the, the like I was like, no, I I don't want I don't want to, and I can't. Um, you know, cause it's not, it is impossible, but he made me do it anyway. And it was the absolute worst lesson I've ever had. <laughs> uh, should, should I, should I, I guess I have to talk about it now. And I feel like I'm yeah, just, go ahead. No, no, feel free. again, I'm just hijacked. Hey everyone. Okay. We're back with Ryan. <laughs> it's, your, it's your episode. It's your, it's not the first time a guest yeah. has taken this episode away from me. Uh, <laughs> And I'm more than willing to give it to them. So, but you know, while while I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll I'll reminisce on this story. But but I do want to actually ask you the question: Why? Like maybe you can think about this while I bore you with the story. But why do you think it is that um, that that teachers in the Philippines don't become uh, comedians? That that would be, I mean, yeah, right. you, you know, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'll just tell you. So I uh, I was told to teach a lesson about comedy to my students, and so I was like, I, I don't know how I'll do this. I told my students they had to come to school with a joke um, that they could find on the internet. And I didn't think ahead of what they might come up with. <laughs> so like, most of it, most of the lesson, they just came up and read, like, and, you know, their English is really not that great. They don't, right. they don't know what they're reading. This is the thing. They did not know what they were reading. So they were just verbatim reading jokes. And then at the end, nobody understood the, the punchlines. So just nobody laughed. It was just kids reading really bad uh, internet jokes. Um, most of them were pretty benign. <laughs> but like, one was like so racist <laughs> that I, 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 you know, I don't even think I could share it. Just yeah. think of the most racist joke uh. you could possibly tell. And the, my school principal was there in the classroom listening. <laughs> He's in the back of the classroom and the student tells this joke at the end of the joke, um, you know, everyone collapsed politely, including my principal. No one understood how terrible <laughs> the joke was. I was crying with laughter with my back turned because I, I could not I could not believe what I just heard. So uh... <laughs> being a teacher and doing comedy works. Being a teacher who tries to teach comedy to second language learners, maybe not a good idea. Uh... Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's also a cultural thing, right? Like comedy to them isn't necessarily uh, it's kind of comedy to them doesn't come as natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. 
like it, it, the same po- set of punchline format doesn't really translate to somebody who's learning English for the first time. So no, I mean the the, the culture, culture, and just I mean let's be honest, they half the time they they wouldn't understand even the words they were saying, let alone the cultural right. you know, humor that's going yeah, on the there. Context of the joke and all that. Yeah. Right. But is this, does that apply to you, Tammy, as well? It's like, is... Um, <laughs> let me think. Oh, uh, well, I guess, like, yeah, no, like, like I said, I don't, I don't tell, like, I don't do my act at work. But I guess, like, in some ways, I, it does kind of, like, um, it does kind of help me since I started doing comedy, you know, teach, because, like, I kind of am able to kind of read the room better, right? Or, like, figure out how to, like, pace myself better during lessons, little things like that. Um, I, too, have tried teaching uh, comedy to kids here, uh, little older kids at my learning center. And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys know what learning center? Do you have learning centers in the Philippines? Are those like tutoring places? No, no, no. Okay, so what it is, it's like... Tutoring tutoring centers, it's the same thing. Yeah, like like tutoring kids, basically. All right, Uh, okay, yeah. uh, sometimes they help them with their homework, and sometimes yeah, just to, like, yeah, we have those, yeah. Okay, so yeah, but like this one is the, the way they, they run it. Uh, for the most part, they don't really, you know, focus that hot much on like teaching kids. You know, it's <laughs> mostly like it's like a scam. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're not like uh, I worked there for many years. They have never asked me about a kid's progress at all. You know, ever. <laughs> 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 Keep those checks coming. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, they asked me to write like a like a program just because like it was like a one's like it's like a communication skill class. You know, right. so they're like, oh, you, you do comedy, so teach them comedy. I was like, okay, great, and um, it's it was fine because the standard was so low anyway that like you know it just got them talk and it was fine, and uh, I was using it the other day. Uh, so like this one was like I was teaching them about like the rule of threes, you know. Okay. It was like you know you know what it is, and I was like okay, like try to make your own. So I gave them like a setup, like oh, uh, I like apples, oranges, and blank, right? And then one kid told me he goes like I like apples, oranges, and urine. I was like what's urine? He goes you know like pee pee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he goes yeah. <laughs> I and love this, that joke. And, and this kid was how old? Was he like a nine, ten? Yeah, around ten, around ten. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. And like, I you did. I did. Like, I'm looking for it right now. Yeah. You got to give him credit though, because he went for the harder word, right? Like that's the thing. He's like, you know what? Urine's a lot better word to use in this context than if I just said pee. Like I'm yeah, just yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. He chose the funnier word. Just didn't know how to say it. That kid's got yeah. some comedy yeah, guts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least he knows what the funnier sounding word is right yeah like, you don't have to go for the punchline that's right. good so so in your respective uh, educational backgrounds do people know like Ryan touched on this earlier do people know that you do stand up and does it affect your day job at all or does it not have anything to do are they completely separate um, well, yeah, for me, uh, it's, it's separate. And to be honest, only a couple of my colleagues have ever, have ever come to see a show. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been pretty separate, I think. So I think part of the reason it's 
Hmm. And I don't, again, I'm still wondering why you wouldn't have teachers who are comedians. Maybe they're just busier in the Philippines. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I, I have to get back to your question. I just seized control from the show from you as, for a bit. As you should. As yeah, you should. Right. <laughs> for a bit. But, you know, I'll get back to your question. So uh, you were saying, yeah. right? Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I so I, I finish work. I, I'm again as a foreign teacher here. I, I don't want to make it sound like we don't do any work. It's just it is easier though. We have a lot lighter workload mostly than our than our uh, local counterparts. So you know, I finish work at five, and so I have time. Like I can actually go to, you know, shows, and uh, you know, I could go to open mics. Although I get up at five forty-five in the morning, so I don't do it often. But you know, like, I basically I can. So teaching is one of the great thing about teaching is it, it does allow me that separate evening life of doing stand-up comedy. I love it. Nice. Okay. Uh, Tabby. Yeah. Uh, can I repeat the question again, please? Mark, does, so does your stand-up world ever interact with your teaching world? Yeah, like, right, right, right. Um, let me think. Okay. So, uh, I like to think my coworkers are cool with it, you know, like the ones that find out, they're like, oh yeah, we saw your face on this poster, it's awesome, when are you gonna invite us to a show? And I'm like, oh, here's one, and then they don't show up, you know, like consistently. That's one dark, yeah. <laughs> um, as they do. And then, um, yeah, but then like, I have gotten fired from like a couple of jobs for like no reason, so maybe they found out about it and then they didn't like it, <laughs> I don't know. That's possible, you know? That's one of the going theories I had. Um, you know, they like maybe they found a clip of something and they didn't like it. Yeah, but, that that's always uh, a good way to think, Tamby. Right? That's the reason you got fired. It was it was because of your comedy. That was the. They've literally never asked you about your students' progress, and you're like, you know, what? it's probably just my jokes aren't good enough. That's probably why they're letting me go. My jokes aren't landing as well on this video. I might lose my teaching job, but it actually be the natural progression here. <laughs> no, because no, that place was really like uh, they were really uptight, you know. And had like risque yeah. jokes online, and like they never gave me a good reason why I was fired. Anyways, not bitter about it. Um, okay, so, like, um, but yeah, it was weird. Like when I first started doing it, because it was like almost like different segments of my life, you know, that are like completely different from each other. You know, like I go to work, and like I'm a teacher, and then like I go out and I do shows, and I'm like I'm a completely different guy. You know, like one day feels like multiple days. You know. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, and, I don't and another get... thing, I, th I think it probably the same for Tambi, even though you know, although he does a young students, he does work in a tutorial center. One thing <laughs> is, uh, I don't let my students know. They know that I do comedy. However, I do not add my students to Facebook. I don't let my students. My students don't know my surname, so they don't wow, know how okay. to find me on YouTube. Um, and so I like to keep that kind of separate. I don't want them to see the comedy because, you know, honestly, there is language, there is stuff in my comedy that I don't want my students right, to right. be young. Right. I don't want them to be. So I, right. I, I, to your, to your point, I really do keep it separate. My colleagues know about what I do, but um, it is a pretty separate world for me, teaching and comedy. Right. Okay. So I assume your students are older than the kids that we teach. Yeah, my students are uh, twelve to eighteen. Oh, all right. And okay. I will. What I what I always do is it, at the the last week of school for the eighteen year olds when they're leaving, 
I will then reveal, not a big reveal, but I'll let them know <laughs> that I do comedy. And then I will show them my YouTube channel, which sounds more like I'm selling. I'm like, like and subscribe. Um, but <laughs> and you want some extra marks? Like and yeah. subscribe. <laughs> exactly. But that's yeah. the only time I let them know about about what I about the comedy that I do. All right. All right. Okay. That's an interesting way to go about um, exposing your secret identity. Watch your head, please. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Um. Um. Yeah. My my ki the kids I teach they wouldn't know anyway. Um. Some of the older kids I don't mind telling them because like I don't really care. But um the parents um I used to not want them to know at all. But then like they find out like they would see like ads and stuff you know, and uh, like when a parent goes to a show I'll try to like keep it clean relatively you know. There's like certain stuff I wouldn't say. Um. So yeah, I would make an attempt. Uh, keeping it separate like that. Um, one time I was one time I was like tutoring a kid, and like I was like working on a poster at the same time. Um, because like I had free time, he was like writing, and he saw me working right. on a poster, and then he's like, "Oh wow! Like, are you famous?" I was like, "Buddy, if I was famous, I wouldn't be with you right now." <laughs> yeah. You know, I, have a feeling, I I think I know why you got fired. <laughs> I, have a, I have a little inclination. As to why you don't have that job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I also wouldn't be making my own posters, probably. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Two very non-famous things I'm doing in this room right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, to, uh, to Ryan's point, and I have an answer to his question, uh, the fact that there aren't any teachers doing comedy as much here in Manila is because a lot of teachers actually just don't have access to the material, you know. They really don't have a grasp of of what point of view comedy is. That's what we call it here, right? Because there are two kinds of comedy here and it's very rare that the stand-up that we do, Comedy Manila and everybody else does, is is chanced upon by a teacher we do a lot of university shows um and we do get teachers at open mics once in a while but we have yet to stick uh with one teacher that's been doing it for as long as you guys are doing it so i guess i does that answer your question right yeah and you know i you know now, now that i'm reflecting on it um when you ask when you ask if if a lot of teachers are comedians uh, or a lot of comedians are teachers the other way around um, it is true in Asia, but if you really look, it's mostly like foreign teachers, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying to think right now. In in our local scene, I don't think there's any local teachers who are comedians. Yeah. Right. But uh, then again, if, but back in the U.S., know. back in the U.S., I'd say um, if you go to an open mic, there, you actually will run into a lot of teachers. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was actually you using an open mic in San Francisco as a basis because. Uh, my sister had a teacher back in San Francisco who I met during an open mic. Like, I didn't even know she was my sister's teacher until oh. I got to talking to him and I told my uh, other sister about it. So the overlap is interesting, but I also wanted to make the distinction of you guys uh, who are essentially school teachers versus um, the digital teachers, the teachers. The teachers who teach online, um, 
who teach English online rather uh, because there's a there, there's I don't I don't want to say difference but there's a distinction between that you know what I mean like right. there's yeah. there's like actual education versus you know a, a call center job if, sure. for lack of a better term right does that make sure. sense yeah. right yeah. so so it's always been interesting to me how somebody who molds the minds of youths. <laughs> and ends up telling dick, dick jokes on stage. You know? That's that a good it? point. Well, but you know, I, I think that to your point there, Chino, I think there is, right, there is this idea, and and I, I think it's probably true in the Philippines, it's true in Hong Kong, there's this idea that teachers, that educators are somehow, you know, to be respected, and that they're good role models for society, and well, like Tambu was saying, like, in at work, we're kind of one person, and we get home from work, we do comedy. It's a different part of our lives. Like he said, it's almost like two two days in one day. Um, and I think that's what you're what you're seeing is like. I think more teachers are like that than not. I think we have these. We we try to be these respectable role models for children at school. But then, man, you get us out of school with a few beers in us, and a poof, yeah, you don't want us around. <laughs> your kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you you guys especially, right? Like you, <laughs> Ryan, especially for yeah. another <laughs> But like <laughs> I, I do wonder like I like I wonder if that's even a thing in the Philippines. Because honestly, at home in America when I was teaching, um like we teachers after school would get together, drink and blow off steam, and then we were we would talk about the children in the worst ways possible. Like you know, just like how dumb they were, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> and I, I just wonder if Filipino teachers are actually more caring. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing, man. It's so weird because to this day, I do not know what teachers do to, to unwind. Like yeah. it's it's like them outside of classrooms and schools. It's a mystery to us, and I'm and I've been removed from school for quite some time now, and I still don't know what a teacher actually does outside of school. So there's like a, I, I guess I can agree with your point when you say that teachers are supposed to be revered, right? Because that's the same way over here. Like we still right. respect our teachers to a certain extent extent that even after we graduate, we still call them by their surname. We call them Mr. This and Mr. That, you know. Um right. so it's there's still a certain air of of reverence and mysticism um involved. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that exists in Asia. It does. I, I'll say it doesn't exist as much for foreign teachers, but that's mainly because the, the students know that foreign teachers kind of live, you know, really um, relaxed and fun lives. Or at least they think that, right? That we live super fun and relaxed like lives. Local, right? like, you know, yeah, exactly. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now that you mentioned that you guys are essentially foreign teachers, I know that be actually comes from Canada, right? But you were born in Hong Kong, right? Is that is that how I understand your origins yeah. to be? Yeah, how'd you know? We told you that. Right. You know, because well, we talked about this. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. We talked about really? this. So I want I want to know how Ryan found his way to this part of the world, like from all the way in, in Illinois. Um, well, the story is not that interesting, uh, but I will say this. I was a journalist. I hated it. And the school I work at over here was run by a Marinol missionary priest who baptized me as a baby. Right. And uh, he was back in America visiting my parents. And uh, they told him I hated my job. 
And he's like, oh, Ryan should come volunteer in Hong Kong for a year. Um, so I did. I came. I lived in the school with priests. Uh, I was living with these fathers for a year. And uh, I you know, loved the job. And then I became a full-time teacher after that. It's funny how you said Marigold because I have an aunt, my grandmother's sister, who's now no longer with us, was a Marigold nun. Oh, yeah. I mean, Marinol, Marinol is big. And uh, well, that, that was their thing. Marinol uh, was a missionary organization for Asia. They worked a lot in China and right. the Taiwan and Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's buried out there, too. It was like, oh, Tammy stepped out. Okay, I think she's Tammy, buried out. Okay. I think she was buried out there in Hong Kong, too. Like, I think that's part of the deal. Oh, is that know. right? Yeah, oh, I, wow. th- I, think, I think it's a blood oath they have to live by. I don't really know the details of of why she's out there versus out here. But right. I think that's how it works out in the end. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they might, I wonder if they would have buried her back in New... I mean, this is off topic, but New York is where the headquarters is. I wonder if oh, they Oh, okay. Have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't know. But I the last I heard, she was buried out in Hong Kong. Like, we had a funeral oh. for her out here. And this is very off topic that we're talking about nuns. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> She was buried. She we had a funeral for her here, and then she was buried, and then she had a second funeral in Hong Kong where she was actually buried. Can I can I say this though? Because you bring this up slightly, um, you know, like y- y- there's a sort of reverence for teachers, and so like you were saying, you almost can't imagine what a teacher does in their free time in the Philippines. I will tell you, having lived with priests and nuns. Um, I spent a summer living with priests in Belize, and I was teaching these nuns, uh, these Mexican nuns, how to speak uh, English. Uh, they can be, what people don't realize, they can be some of the funniest, best sense of humor people. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can, I mean, you can almost see it. There's, like, there's where, like, everyone sees them from, you know, from the pews, and they're like, oh, this person has no sense of, no sense of humor. They probably have the most boring lives. Man, these guys would laugh so much outside of their uh, kind of work. That yeah. uh, you could see where it, there's a lot of maybe that's part of the overlap. Teachers are so serious in school and then they blow off steam, and that's why a lot yeah. of them. Are- hey guys, before we move on with the rest of the pod, I just like to quickly announce that Class Clown is now selling products from Lazada on my personal Facebook page. Twitter page and Instagram page, you can see all the products I have listed under my name. A lot of products like gaming equipment. A lot of people have started Twitch streams now and doing podcasts. Well, these are things that can help you get that edge on the competition. You know, we have LG. RGB keyboards. There we go. RGB keyboards, gaming mice. We have power banks, gaming headsets on there. And I sprinkled in a few baby products as well because we were all babies once, right? And some of you may have babies right now. So check out all those products at Chino Supersized for Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And remember... To check out by 9-9. That is tomorrow. Today. Today. Check out for the 9-9. Lazada Big Brand Sale. And enjoy up to 90% off. Wow. 90% off on the biggest brands. And free shipping with no minimum spend. 
All that and more with just one click on the links described in this episode description or on my social media pages at Chino Supersized. Spread the word and make sure to tag at LazadaPH and use the hashtags hashtag LazadaPH99, hashtag Big Brand Sale, and hashtag Legit Some Laz Ball. Again, the 99 Lazada Big Brand Sale is only happening today, September 9. That's it. After September 9, it's, it's gone. But the links are still there. You can always access it. Help your boy out and help this little podcast along. Speaking of the podcast, let's move on with more of the episode with Mr. Ryan Hynek and Mr. Tammy Chan. Talk about Tammy who uh, moved from Canada. Is that right? Is that how, how did you find your way to Hong Kong? Um, well, yeah, I was born here and then like uh, um, I'm really... One of those diaspora kids, you know, it's kind of popular in the early 90s where uh, parents in Hong Kong would like, you know, move their kids out of there because they were worried about, uh, oh, shit. Wait, let me think about what I'm allowed to say first. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. It's fine. You um, can edit so, out certain parts if you want to. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, some, some parents in Hong Kong had like certain concerns uh, during the early to mid 90s. So then a lot of people moved away from Hong Kong. And um, yeah, I was one of those basically. And um, and then when I was older, I kind of moved back here just to you know, hang out because Hong Kong didn't change as much as like, you know, we, we thought we feared it might at that point. <laughs> and, um, um, and then I was just here for like, also be here for three months. At that point, I already had like a teaching diploma back in Canada. I taught at a preschool. But I, you know, thought I'd come here and hang out because I saw family here, uh, and I found a job right away. And I worked at the same job for like ten years after that, and that's basically the story. Uh, all right. uh, Tambi, I love how you skirted all around the NSL law <laughs> violations. <laughs> I can, I can tell you, you know, uh, for your listeners, <laughs> for your listeners. This is a great this is a great example of how things have changed. Uh, six yeah. months ago, if you asked Chambi that question, he could have answered you in eloquent terms. But we have a new law in our city that doesn't allow us to talk very uh, clearly about government issues. Right. No, we have the same thing going down here. Uh, there was an anti-terror bill that passed. I don't, I don't know if you guys read about this, but there was an anti-terror bill that passed that basically says that you can be red tagged for speaking against the government and that carries a fine of life imprisonment as well as jail time it's, it's just a whole mess of things from a joke basically basically the government can arrest you over a joke without any re- rhyme or reason which is just and i get where you guys are coming from well the you scary know? thing chino is that's that almost verbatim sounds like the law that we now have with the like, same right? prison terms. Yeah. I was telling yeah. you off air before we started. <laughs> Philippines and Hong Kong are almost one in the same now. Man. Like, you need to get that uh, straightened up so I can retire there. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you still have that on your plate too, right? That's you wanted my, that's to. My, look, Chino, that's my backup plan. That's my, when I turn 60, that's where I'm planning to go. So get things straightened out. Yeah, this whole, this whole part. 
about government and, and the laws, we're going to just take it out. Just so, yeah. just so yeah. people don't track you down when you move on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> by the time you're 60, it'll just be a different part of China anyway, right? Like, yeah, you're like, right. <laughs> you know, you're moving from one part of China to a different part of China. <laughs> so, uh, now that we, we've tackled uh, your sort of histories in education has there ever been a point in your teaching careers where you've gotten in trouble for for being uh comedians like has that affected your life did you crack an inappropriate joke or are you careful about these things you have any of these anything for this tambi um no uh no my boss news like my boss saw a video and then she was fine with it but um yeah Maybe maybe it's why I lost that job. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> oh, they're pretty cool with it. Everyone who's like you know been upfront with me that they like seen that stuff online or like you know want, want to see a show. But um, yeah, I, I guess I've always been really funny like at work. So like it was like uh, kind of expected. Like, like even before I started doing comedy, I remember like I would like have funny stories about like the kids up at in class. And I would like wait for like the right time to tell them, you know, to like my coworkers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta say, there's there's a couple of jokes that I tell um, about the students that I wouldn't necessarily want the school to hear. I mean, I don't think it would get me fired. I just don't. Yeah. I just I wouldn't want them to. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're, they're not. They're, basically, I don't tell jokes that are appropriate for children. And so I don't want the children to hear the jokes. And some of them are about students. Well, um, are, you, are you telling me none of your students have heard your I love penis joke? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they would get it. Uh, but uh, uh, And by that, I mean penis. Uh, but no, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think that they would, would get that. But I'll, I do tell jokes like about students. And to be honest, they're not even really true jokes. They're just jokes that are broadly based around some behavior I've seen by students. I just wouldn't want my school to get the idea that it's, I'm actually talking about any specific student, you know? All right. Uh, okay. So um, from there, saying that you do have jokes about certain students and that some of your fellow employees, fellow teachers have come to see you do stand-up, has there ever been a point where and you've agreed on a joke, <laughs> like did they relate to the with you more because you said the joke about the students, or did it cause some sort of rift? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I, I wish I had a good answer for this one. I've only had um, maybe three or four of my colleagues come to the shows, and right. they would have been very, very open-minded, um, right. you know, uh, to come. So now there's there's never and I'll be honest when they came to the shows I didn't tell the jokes about the students. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's fine. Uh, Daddy, what about what about yeah, you? No, you said I, you had you had parents come to your shows, right? Like, did that did they ask you about their child's progress during the show? No, no. Progress like okay, cool, great show. Now listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> About Jimmy's uh, language developments, okay. Well, while I have your attention here, um, no, they, um, neither the parents or my coworkers who's come see me really talked about my uh, uh, the stuff I, uh, my jokes about like teaching or anything like that. 
Um, they would, I think they talked about like other jokes I had, like, you know, this joke I had about like, uh, um, what was it? Just no, some shit. Like I had a dream about like, uh, this girl I had a crush on when I woke up, I saw my wife and I got really disappointed. So then I, so then like I started crying and my wife was like, what's up? I was like, baby, I had a dream that you died, you know? That classic Tammy material. Um, but yeah, I, like one of my coworkers like really resonated with that, you know. She's like, "Listen, about your joke, you know." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, now that we've got the announcements out of the way, let's get back to more of the interview with Tabby Chan and Ryan Heineck. Now, you guys have uh, been teaching for quite some time, right? Uh, and you've yeah. been doing comedy for quite some time as as well i suppose right so is this something you see yourself doing long term like juggling both ends hmm. uh well, I'll, I'll answer this first tambi yeah, so I, I've, been, I've been teaching in hong kong for for 20 years and that's basically all the teaching i've been i've ever done so 20 years teaching and then i started doing comedy i think about 12 years ago you know the weird thing is like chino i've never actually seen myself as a comedian it's always been a hobby for me but while i say that um i would be devastated if i had to stop that's one of the things i like i fear is that i will eventually have to stop doing this you know i either i'll just stop being able to be funny or continue or whatever but like i i that is my biggest fear i've never really thought of taking it uh, into like a professional world though i really really love doing it so, yeah, I, don't, I think I answered your question. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, what about yourself? Yeah. Ryan asked you the same question years ago, like on uh, on a junk. It was like the first junk that we went on. And I was like, I was like, man, Ryan, like you're really funny. You know why are you still teaching? And you're like, you know, I'm a teacher. You know, like I think it's fun. That was really cool. Cause like, I mean, that was the first time I heard someone who was like actually good, um, put their job, like identify as their job ahead comedy you know because it's like oh man you know i'm gonna get better in comedy i'm gonna try to make it and i'm gonna my job you know but for you it's like you see yourself as a teacher and uh yeah it was really really cool actually anyways yeah, uh, yeah my answer to the question is that like basically like i would i'm kind of 50 50 like i like teaching but i also like doing comedy and if i could make more money doing comedy or like of like a comedy, like a Jason job, like as a writer than teaching. And also with comparable time off, cause we get tons of time off, right? Well, basically if like comedy gave me like as much money and as much benefits, then I would switch to comedy full time, right? Right. Um, until that happens, it makes no sense for me to do so. So it's probably never gonna happen unless like I get really, really lucky, you know? I Right. I think it takes I think it takes a, a certain personality to be a full-time comedian beyond just being funny but like just the the personality that you're willing to, you know, risk it and, you know, not worry about whether or not the next paycheck's coming. I, I'm one of those people who like I just need the 9 to 5 job. I love comedy, but I can't give up that 9 to 5, you know, paycheck and stability. So, I get the best of both both worlds with teaching. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um uh, dude, oh, dude, who's that, like, uh, there's, like, a Filipino guy in, in uh, 
he's in the States. He has like a lot of credits. You know who I'm talking about, Chino? Rex Navarrete? No. Yeah. No, not a guy. Uh, oh. He's like really, oh, really oh. nice. Oh, Joe yeah, Boy. What? Yep. Joe Boy. So, Joe Coy, yeah. Joe Coy, Joe Coy, yeah. No, guy. Shit. Okay. Um, he Wait, was in, yeah, is it Joe like Wong? A... Is it Joe Wong? Did you totally get the... <laughs> Yeah, 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 close enough, close enough. Sure. <laughs> um, shit. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the quote. I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna find him because he was on Comedy Central Asia, so I can track down his name. But um, he had a quote once where he goes like, "Comedy's really great if you're doing it as a hobby, or if you're a star, right? But like right. any stage in between, and it's just like pure work, you know." Right. So if you're like if you're just like a tr a road comic, then it's tons of work, you know. But like if you're just doing it as a hobby, it's great fun. If you're a star, then obviously you're a star, and that's great too, you know. Right. But all the steps in between is just brutal. Right. Yeah. yeah it's I, interesting. I okay. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was saying. Yeah. I can totally, totally, totally see that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Talking over you. Go yeah, right. Sorry. Here. Okay, so okay, this is actually the first episode of talking to comedians about their day jobs. The previous episode of this was actually with a few IT guys. That's what we have a lot of out here. People who work in the call center and IT industry who do stand up at night. So that's that's a big that's the bigger market over here in the Philippines. And I asked them the same questions. I ask you guys as well, and they also said that they don't see themselves uh, deviating into one or of the two jobs. They don't see themselves doing stand up full time or doing IT full time because they're sort of complementary in, in their case. Like whether it be about money or how it makes them feel or their mental health, it, it's always just a lot more complementary having a, a fallback, if you will. In, in terms of, of jobs, you know? So do you guys feel the same way? Is that how stand-up affects your teaching career? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, definitely. The, the, the fact that I have weekends, like teaching gives me my weekends off. Um, teaching lets me know exactly when I'm going to be in Hong Kong and I can do shows. You know, we have other friends who are like bankers and people who have like, who are consultants and they got to travel around Asia. So they can't really plan their shows. They have to cancel shows a lot because they have to fly places as a teacher. Our jobs are so stable that it actually makes it really easy to plan around them. At least for me. Right. Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, it was uh, Ron Josso. Ron Jossel, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the teaching schedule is like optimal for hobbies like this, you know? Like you get the whole summer off. You can plan like, you know, a little mini tour around Asia during the summer. Right. It's like, yeah, you couldn't ask for like a better schedule. Which both of you have, right? You guys have done rooms out here and everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we right. have. Um, yeah, it's that that we haven't done one in a while, but yes, we used to do quite a few of those, uh, like group, like fun little comedy guy tours around uh, right. Asia. Yeah, we've been down to Manila several times. Several times, yeah, yeah, yeah. good times. All, all few times you guys have been out here. Uh, so now we're wrapping up this part of the podcast episode. I'd like to thank you again for sparing the few minutes you guys have of your night with me here 
so as a sort of closing uh, to the episode is stand up something that is agreeable to be mixed with a day job like is it is it a is it a hobby that's a, that requires a day job of sorts oh that's a good question what do they do anything anything on that tambi requires a day job yeah because yeah. you because you, you know you have hobbies out there yeah. that are just hobbies right like, right, right, right. You, yeah. like you don't it's have a professional cross stitcher yeah you know <laughs> you know what i mean Right. Yeah, yeah. So is is is, is stand up at that same level, or is is it something that does require more of you? I guess is is the question I'm trying to ask. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, maybe I will answer. I, this. I, I think. Oh God, sorry, Tammy. You want to answer? I guess it depends on like what you want to get from it and how good you are. Like if you don't try, like some people can like not try and be great, and like that's all you want. Some people can try and try and try. And then they will not be good, and like you know what I mean. So right. it kind of varies person to person. Yeah. Yeah. And, here's what uh, I would say. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, for me personally, like I need to give it everything I have. I have to obsess over it like every second of every day, and that's what I need to do to do it well. Um, but I do also need to work because, like, you know, you can't make enough money just doing stand up. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a job. People have to eat. Yeah, all that. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think I think Tambi kind of hit the nail on the head there, and that is, it depends if you want to do this professionally. And so we we I mean, for me anyway, I've said I want to do it as a hobby, and this is where you can see uh, the problem with that. So if you come to watch my show two weeks in a row, two months in a row, you'll notice the material is very much the same. And that's because I'm not writing every day like a proper full-time comedian would be doing. I'm relying on a lot of the same jokes because, I mean, honestly, I'm not writing every day of the week. I'm not going to open mics every day of the week like I'd need to if I were doing this as a full-time job as opposed to a hobby. So as long as I'm in a scene that allows me to kind of get away with that, um, it works. But that's why I'll never be able to progress to something more professional because I'm not able to give it as much time as it would need to take it to that amazing level, I think, because I'm maintaining it as a hobby and I'm keeping my day job. So I, I think you, I think to do it pro, you you have to kind of give up the day job to be able to go to the open mics, be able to write every day. Right. Okay. That uh, it actually makes more sense. Yeah, because you can't really focus on one thing full time if you're splitting your attention both ways. I I guess. Is a way you can yeah. put it, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, with that said, um, is balancing all this difficult for both of you? Like, finding time, carving time out of your day to do either comedy and to teach? Because I know schools start pretty early, and open mics and whatever start pretty late, right? So, so how hard is it to balance your day? Um. In theory, if it was, if you were really just like about the comedy, if you just go to open mic, do your set, and go home, you're not coming home that late. You know, open mics are done by around like 10, 10 30, 11 here at, at the latest, you know? Right. And like, we're probably not going to bed that, that early anyway, right? Most people. 
But then, you know, you go to a show and you want to hang out with your friends, you want to stay out, yada, yada, yada. And then that does impact your day job. Yeah, that's that's what I agree with. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a wimp here and everyone knows that I leave really early. So I've always asked to go on early because I get up, you know, I'm getting up, as I mentioned before, like at 545 for work. Um, and as Tammy mentioned, the, the hard thing is like you go to these, you know, where are open mics? Open mics are in bars. So I go to the open mic, yeah, have one or two beers, do a set, and you're going to hang out a little bit. And so the only way for me to avoid like being hung over and going to work is to avoid open mics for me. Cause I just, it's hard not to do that. It's hard not to, as Tammy said, you hang out with your friends. You're always there until right. a little bit. So it's not as easy as, as it, as it could be. Um, there's definitely some conflict with being a comedian and a teacher who has to wake up early in the morning. Right. All right. Okay. Perfect. Thanks for doing this episode, Ryan Heineck and Tammy Chen. If you guys have anything, if you guys have anything to promote, now is your chance. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, you de definitely got to check out um, all the interesting things going on at RyanHynek.com. That's R Y A N H Y N E K dot com. All the latest show updates. There's no shows at all going on. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you want to see other, if you want to see some fun videos, uh, I also have a YouTube channel called Ryan's Mundane Travels, and a lot of it takes place in the Philippines uh, when I'm traveling there, uh, and a lot of stuff. Now I've been stuck in Hong Kong. A lot of cool adventures in Hong Kong uh, that you can check out if you check out that YouTube channel. It's not comedy based, but it's a it's just a fun channel to watch. Right. Gabby, yourself? Um, I don't really like plug myself. I just want everyone to, you know, check out uh, you know, DonaldTrump.com, you know, support our president. He's got an election coming up. <laughs> really got Hashtag the real Trump. The real Trump. Uh, <laughs> I like how you said our president, but you're Canadian. And people people don't remember that you're Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Come on, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an election year. We already know we're together on this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank you to Ryan and Tammy. I'd like to thank my guests for this episode, Mr. Ryan Heineck and Tammy Chen. Thank you again for taking time out of their day to do this with me. Uh, please check out wherever they told you to check them out. Check out their Facebook pages, their YouTube pages, and please support all their comedy endeavors, as well as their teaching endeavors. You know, if you move to Hong Kong, get Tabby to tutor your kid and ask him about his progress. <laughs> also, while you're, while you're at it, you might as well check out all the other comedy Manila podcasts under Podcast Network Asia. We have brand new shows from our friends uh, in Nagmama Runong. Uh, we have Red Oliers, Bago Matulog. We have Victor Anastasios, Sabayan with Victor. We also have the Cool Pals, but you don't need me to tell you about them because I'm pretty sure you're listening to them before you are listening to this. I'd also like to put my Lazada page out there once more. Check out my social media pages at Chino Supersized for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the great deals on Lazada's 9-9 sale. Again, that is only happening today. 
99. That, of course, is powered by Podcast Network Asia. Thank you to them. And guys, as I always say, podcasting is a quarantine hobby. And if you started your podcast and you want to, it to grow from there, may I suggest trying out Podmetrics. Sign up for free at podmetrics.co to track your podcast's progress, to track your rankings, to see where people are listening in from. It's very detailed and very free and very amazing. Use the referral code CLASSCLOWN to learn more. It's CLASSCLOWN, no spaces, just like this show. This is a Podcast Network Asia production, powered, of course, by Podmetrics. I am Chino Liao, always powered by food, and I will see you next week on Class Class.